the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. President Trump is calling for new guidance from federal health officials to reopen the nation's school buildings. But many school leaders say they're sticking with their plans. The Trump administration wants schools to fully reopen this fall. Also on SRNews.com, fuel price analyst Trilby Lundsberg says the average pump price for regular grade gasoline edged up two cents over the past two weeks to $2.24 on rising crude oil prices and a couple of other factors. Ethanol, which must be blended into gasoline, ethanol prices rose in the same period. And even a weaker dollar made some contribution uh, to the higher crude oil price. An exit poll for Poland's presidential runoff Sunday showed a race that's too close to call between the conservative populist incumbent and the liberal pro-Europe mayor of Warsaw. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager wants to end the shutdowns. Well, if you'd have been told in March that in July you will still be locked down, you would have said, no, that's not possible. There's no end in sight. We cannot uh, indefinitely go on with the shutting down of our society. We cannot do this. The price is too great. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Good afternoon, just after 4 p.m. in the Homestead Road Weather Center. Glad you're joining us here on AM 1280. The Patriot, the single best hour of weekend radio is coming up next. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker. Do not go anywhere. If you are a busy individual, if you're on the run, if you're on the move, if you've got kids, if you've got a business, well, we've got something for you. It's the Patriot Daybreak Insider. It's all your news in one place. It's clear. It's concise. It's convenient. It's for you. It's the Patriot Daybreak Insider. Use the keyword subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot. The people in this movie share three things in common. They're courageous. They've had a life-changing experience. And they're black American conservatives. These are the voices of the movie, Uncle Tom. I don't remember the actual day, but I remember the emotion that I felt when it, when it happened. I'm often asked, was there an epiphany? I started asking questions. As I became more politically aware. A lot of the way that I saw things began to change. All of this information I've been taking in for several years. A continuation of these kind of contradictions. I had bought into all of these lies. You begin to see what the real agenda is. This is the movie the leftist Democrats do not want you to see. These are the people they do not want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Their courage will challenge you. Go to UncleTom.com. Buy it now on pay-per-view. UncleTom.com. Do you have the courage to discover the truth? At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your student's first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. 
Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his direction. It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. And every week we talk politics, Israel, and the law. Sundays at 4 p.m. on 1280 a.m. The Patriot. We're live once again this week. And we have a bang-up show as we're going to be talking today live with uh, Lieutenant Robert Kroll of the Minneapolis Police Department. And he's not just a lieutenant in the department and has been with the department for 30-plus years, but he is the president of the Police Federation Union. And he has been president of the police union since May of 2015. Two-year terms, and so he is up again for election in May of 2021. He is an embattled president by virtue of the fact that he's being attacked from left and the right uh, for his positions, his defense of his members, of police and law enforcement generally. We're going to talk to... Lieutenant Robert Kroll here coming up on the Victory Hour in just a few minutes. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the big issue that is upon us, the protests, some peaceful, some riotous, across the country, driven by the death, the killing of of George Floyd, or at least uh, it's alleged to be a homicide. As Derek Chauvin, police officer, has been charged with second and third degree murder related to that incident, which occurred on May 25th. Let's talk for a minute about a chronology of events that we have been seeing since Memorial Day. Uh, First, I want to leave you a program note of sorts. Next week, we're going to have on the show... For a reprise on the Victory Hour, Dr. Scott Jensen will be joining us to talk further. We've taken a number of weeks off from our discussion of COVID-19. We will be back to update the numbers, the facts, the figures, the science, and the public reaction to the alleged science uh, with Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh, Also, uh, we are going to be talking in the next few weeks about Israel once again and about the decisions which likely will be coming soon from the Bibi Netanyahu administration in uh, Israel regarding the extension of sovereignty over certain areas of the West Bank, areas that are virtually entire entirely Jewish and have been consistently without any break. Areas that under no plan could the Jewish state uh, give up. 
And so it really is a fait accompli. And because the Palestinians refuse to talk peace, why should they when they have the uh, support of so many around the world now for their slave for pay programs? Why why should they come to the peace table when they can uh, get their friends to try to do away with the state of Israel altogether? Unfortunately, some of their friends have gone come into the mainstream of one major political party in this country uh, and have bolstered the reason for the Palestinians not to come to the table. We're going to talk about that uh, over the next uh, few weeks um, after Dr. Jensen on next week. But today, again, we've got Lieutenant Robert Kroll, and I want to review a bit of the chronology as we uh, bring him on the line. May 25th, George Floyd uh, dies after allegedly uh, attempting to pass a counterfeit $20 bill uh, at, the, uh, at the knee of, uh, he dies at the knee of uh, Officer Derek Chauvin. Three other officers involved, all four have now been charged. On May 26th, the day after the incident, was it the 26th or 27th? I believe it was the 26th. All four of the officers uh, were fired. May 26th, 27th, 28th, and Friday the 29th, four nights of uh, protests and, frankly, riots and looting and arson uh, throughout the city of Minneapolis. And it was not until Saturday night that a curfew was employed of any reason and uh, uh, and the uh, National Guard were called in. The Guard were actually called in the day before, but not really deployed uh, with, with an effective curfew until then. So by that time, there had been a massive amount of destruction across the city of Minneapolis, but the screams were not about that destruction. The screams were not about the rioters and the looters. Uh, the, the screams were about, still, about the police department. And uh, listen, uh, the police department in the city of Minneapolis has, in, in certain respects over the last several years, been embattled themselves uh, as the African-American community who has far and away the largest number of encounters with the police uh, claims that they are stopped on a routine basis, setting aside the killings, police shootings issues, which many of us know about across the country, uh, and whether they are a lot or a few. Uh, we had Rudy Giuliani on the show a few weeks ago, and, uh, of course, he laid out the statistics that reflect that, in fact, uh, shootings by white police officers of unarmed African Americans is... Uh, very, very small and far outweighed when you consider the encounters of African Americans uh, than that of any uh, uh, far outweighed by uh, uh, whites uh, killed uh, who are unarmed uh, by police officers. So, you know, the statistics uh, belie the race claims as it relates to death, but, but what about as it relates to stops? There are many uh, situations that arise where African-Americans, members of the public, uh, claim to be innocent of anything, get stopped in their car. Uh, they claim stopped for being black and no other reason, or stopped on the street. Now, this is disputed by officers. Uh, you've got to believe on occasion it occurs. The question then becomes, what do you do about it when it does occur? Uh, but um, uh, complaints need to be filed, and there needs to be a uh, a a process for it, because oftentimes the police officer has a response. Police officer says, "I had sound basis for the stop. It was maybe uh, this person was being um, identified and 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 he looked like somebody who was on the watch list that was handed out that morning before going out on patrol or that evening before going out on their shift, uh, and this person uh, fit the uh, identity." Or maybe they were, in fact, violating uh, some law that caused uh, the created probable cause. 
But the fight between the treatment of those in the African-American community and this hue and cry of racism is really what we want to talk about with uh, Lieutenant uh, Bob uh, Kroll today on the show. And, and let me just tell you a little bit about uh, the lieutenant. Listen, as I said, he's been a police officer with the Minneapolis Police Department for over 30 years, was a, made a sergeant in 1994. He joined the board of the Peace Officers uh, Federation, the union for the police in uh, Minneapolis in 1996. Obviously, uh, the union is there to protect the rights, terms, uh, and conditions of employment, and the um, uh, well, the legal rights of uh, police officers. That's what they're there for. He's been on the board since '96, became vice president in '06, and as I said, became president of the Police Federation in May of 2015. Lieutenant Kroll, welcome to the Victory Hour. Thanks for having me, Andrew. So, Lieutenant, I, you know, one of the things I really want to do uh, during our time together today is, is give you the opportunity uh, to respond to some of the incoming fire that you have been uh, receiving uh, recently, of course, but even over uh, an extended uh, period of time. I mean, you have, uh, as the... Uh, President of the Police Federation, tell us a little bit about what your job is, what your responsibility is. Well, we basically, uh, you know, bargain for the rights and working conditions of our employees, uh, no different than any other union. Um, and, and then you ensure that in times uh, times like this, they're afforded their due process, and and that's the big thing. Um, you know, we are involved in politics. We are we play both sides of the aisle, if you will. We have, we we support those that support law enforcement in our in our political endeavors. Um, but we most importantly um, negotiate the labor agreement between the city and I. And I've been on the board for 24 years, and I've negotiated uh, seven city contracts and one park contract. Now we represent the the rank and file officers, sergeants, and lieutenants of both the. Minneapolis Police Department and the Minneapolis Park Police Department. So I've negotiated eight contracts over the years, and and what you're finding right now is since the George Floyd death, um, they're blaming everything on the union and the union contract. Now this is a contract that is renegotiated every few years, and you know prior mayors and prior chiefs and current mayors and current chiefs have signed off on these in the past, and now that this happened, they want to shift the blame from. What our belief is, our meaning, my board and and I, and there's, there's ten of us on the board, from failed leadership to hey, it's the, it's the union's fault. So that's what we do, uh, in a nutshell, um, is we we, uh, you know, we've got an existing contract, and every few years it's up for negotiation and changes. So on the the night of uh, May 25th, the death of George Floyd, uh, the, the, that particular event. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't know Have you, uh, let me ask you first, have you, uh, uh, submitted a grievance on behalf of the four fired police officers? We did not file a grievance for, uh, former officer Derek Chauvin. No, um, we, we did file initial grievances on the other three. We, we were waiting for more information and it's important to note that, before we proceed with the grievance, we're waiting for, for further information. It's important to note that the city broke their own policy, and they have not shared any of the officers' body camera footage with us. Um, in in the re- past week here, they've tried to get that. Uh, Earl Gray is one of the attorneys representing one of the officers, and he's trying to get that body camera footage out there, and now the judge uh, has, has sealed it. Um, but in the past, and all other previous critical incidents, our policy and our agreement with the city is is that the officer, their attorney, and their federation rep get to review it. In of this course. one, they wouldn't release it, and since then they've changed the policy without any input from us. And uh, the body-worn camera policy in and of itself was negotiated with the city and the federation several years ago when we put it into effect. And without cause, the city has just decided to change it. So these are the things that 
um, that we're working on, if you will, or fighting for, if you will, is just the due process and, and sticking with our existing agreement that the city has violated. So you are not going to be defending uh, uh, or, or uh, prosecuting for his job back Derek Chauvin's uh, job? We are, we are not, no. All right. no. And uh, I, I think, you know, on that video, it, it is horrific. We, we've seen enough, but the troubling part is, all we've seen is what the public has seen, and that is the one uh, cell phone footage uh, of, you know, a, a private citizen there. We would obviously like to be able to make a, a better informed decision because in that cell phone footage, you don't even see officers uh, Lane and King. You know, they're not there. We'd obviously like to have more information as we go forward to see what transpired between Mr. Floyd and them and, and leading up to it and hearing what's said is all, also important, too. Yeah. And under the Minnesota Data Practices Act, labor unions have broad reach to obtain documentation for the purpose of prosecuting uh, labor arbitration grievances. Correct. Yes. And yes. in this case, they're not providing you with uh, this uh, video. Is that based on what? Some sort of... Uh, uh, criminal data, ongoing investigation claim on the part of the city? I, you know, I, I wish I could answer that, but uh, five days into the after the event, I, I sent an email to the entire command staff asking for a number of things that have always been provided in the past, and to date they have still not replied to that email. Uh, we can't get a straight answer out of the administration on what they're concealing it for. Now, they're... Um, they're defense attorneys their criminal defense attorneys have all had access to review the body camera footage involved because they get that uh because it's they're entitled to uh the defense is entitled to have what's up against them yeah but it can't be shared with the labor aspect which is you know they can't give it to me but again the city's violating their own policy and i don't understand why do you plan on taking legal action uh, in district court to challenge the uh uh, failure to well, turn if, over if the information? Proceed, if we proceed through the grievance process prior to any arbitration taking place, um, they'd have to disclose it at some point, yes. So we're considering just going through the preliminary grievance steps. And, and there's a big misconception, and the city is pushing this false narrative that the reason they can't get rid of, as they call bad cops, is because the union agreement and arbitrations. There's a, there's a move afoot in the legislature to eliminate arbitrations for police officers and um that that doesn't correspond with the facts the facts of the matter are we really only arbitrate two or three cases per year many of the uh cases of discipline that are imposed we never even file a grievance on and uh many are also negotiated through the grievance step process and settled before an arbitration um the city would have you believe that they're um you know, the arbitrators are reinstating people all the time, which is not true. We are speaking to uh, police, police Lieutenant Robert Kroll, president of the Minneapolis Police Federation, on the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. We'll be right back after this short break. In the meantime, sharpen up that number two pencil and yellow pad. Jot this down, 651 289-4488. Give us a call. And if we have time, we will get you on the air. And go to parkerdk.com. We'll be right back. AM1280 The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. 
For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Call Bunyan Plumbing and Drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. At Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains, there's no plumbing drain or sewer problem too big or too small. We do it all. To show thanks, we're offering $54 off any plumbing repair. We'll serve you the way you want to be served and you can trust we'll be on time every time. Mention Lumberjack to get this legendary deal. We stand by our work and our people. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains, legendary service, legendary care. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour, and we are joined this week by the president of the Minneapolis Police Federation, Lieutenant Robert Kroll. And uh, many of us have read about uh, Lieutenant Kroll in the mainstream liberal media. They don't like him so much. Uh, And I'll tell you, one of the things I wanted to do to have is to have uh, Lieutenant Kroll on the show to maybe to to respond to some of what is being written. Uh, Lieutenant, you know, tell me, I look back at a a lawsuit filed in 2007 brought by five black police officers on the uh, Minneapolis force. Uh, Included in the plaintiff's group was Chief Madiria Arredondo, who, who is now the chief. He wasn't the chief then, obviously. Uh, you know, and they claimed in that they, they included your name in the case, though you were not the central defendant, certainly uh, race discrimination. And they, they cited as it related uh, to you uh, some sort of a motorcycle jacket related uh, t- talking about white power. What, it, what do you what was that suit about? And is, you know, what's the reality here? The the reality is that was uh, five officers, uh, five African American officers. The the current chief being one of them, and they filed against the city for lack of promotional ability and things like that. And I was I was a sergeant at the time. I had no uh, uh, part of the administration, but they also cited that I was a crony of Chief Dolan's, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I was vice president of the federation. We were on opposing sides of the aisle. I never once socialized with Tim Dolan. Um, but in that lawsuit, it said that I was a crony and I had this patch, which is not true. Um, and there was a lot to be made about it. There was a lot of other officers named in there also for various things. And because of my role at the Federation, it keeps, keeps being brought up. But I was not only not a defendant in there, I was not a witness. And I was uh, never deposed in that. So it, I don't even know what it's about other than those allegations. And there's things in there that uh, I also referred to Keith Ellison as a terrorist. And that keeps coming up. And that's not true either. Um, that case was fully investigated. It's internal affairs case 07-06. And all that does when you, when you read that case at the end of the day, 
clears my name and there was no repercussions for the uh, person that made the false accusation afterwards at the end of the investigation. But it keeps getting brought up over and over and over. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just horrific. It's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. I wanted to give you the opportunity to respond if there was a response. And frankly, you and I have not talked prior to the show today uh, at all about any of these issues whatsoever. I didn't know what kind of response you were going to give to that question. Uh, and But I'm not surprised by the response. People get hung up uh, by the mob, by the mainstream media, by those uh, in the liberal community who want to seize more and more power. They attack, they attack, they attack. The facts get thrown out the window. They get reported. They get the word alleged. And then people in the public start to just believe it. And it takes on a life of its own. It is little different than, uh, you know, the, the Duke lacrosse team. Once you are accused, and in that case, it went on for a couple of years of accusation uh, until they were fully exonerated. Uh, but in this case, you're simply being inc- inc- accused in the public, and you weren't really even accused uh, in the case itself as a defendant nor a witness uh, who was called Correct. to be deposed. Correct. And there were plenty of other officers that were lumped into that lawsuit. That it was nonsense. Um, but I've, I've challenged the members in the media that keep bringing this up over and over. We did a media blitz a, a couple of weeks ago and interviewed with every mainstream television uh, news. And I said, will someone finally take this case? I gave them the case numbers I just did here read it in its entirety and come out and clear my name and they won't do it they just but they'll just keep bringing the the unfounded allegation up now tell me this there there has been you know you you wrote a a letter um i don't know a month or so ago uh where um uh that was republished then i believe in the uh, star tribune and you referred to uh, a terrorist movement that is currently occurring uh, which which had been building up for a number of years. What terrorist movement are you referring to, and do you believe that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization? Well, I think when you look at the events uh, post-George Floyd's death for the next week, um, it's, it's pretty tough to dispute that there was forms of domestic terrorism. Now, you can't say that Black Lives Matter is an entire terrorist organization, but what you can say is there's certainly incidents of domestic terrorism at their protests. Uh, the governor himself came out and, and said those same words, um, but he doesn't get any pressure for it. You know, it, So obviously when you see 1,500 businesses destroyed, 500 million in property damage done due to arsons, uh, things like that. Our officers were shot at five, uh, five different occasions that in the next five days, they had numerous injuries with uh, rocks, bricks, those types of things hurled at them. So obviously that is, uh, is domestic terrorism. I mean, you look at the cyberbullying that's going on and stuff uh, through the, through the uh, forms of Internet, whether it's Facebook or it's Twitter, that type of stuff, too. But the letter that you're referring to was uh, it was an email and it was done. Uh, we were obviously very busy in the following days and it was done five days later. And it was an internal email where I had scrambled and put down a lot of thoughts to communicate with my membership. Unfortunately, one of my that was not for public broadcast, but unfortunately, one of my members sent that to former chief Janae Harto. Uh, who has an axe to grind, and she put it out on Twitter, and therefore all the media picked up on it. And, and again, instead of talking about $500 million in damage, they want to talk about my letter. And it's just, it's nonsense. And you and, and the, the axe to grind you refer to with Chief Harto is that during the time that she was chief, uh, there were a number of occasions, as the union president, you went toe-to-toe with her and And, you know, she didn't like it. And you were uh, representing your members. Certainly. And and I think, you know, one of the biggest thing with her and I is after the Jamar Clark incident, uh, I came out in one day and made a statement. And and a year later, she basically made the same statement, you know, and you're the chief of police. And, And one thing to point out, too, is my initial communication after the Floyd incident was very brief, and quite honestly, a lot of the city and state leaders could have learned from it because uh, mine was, 
let's wait. Our officers are communicating or they're, they're cooperating with the process. Um, remain calm. There's a lot of investigation to be done. Let's get all the facts. And, and that was it. Well, you saw the mayor, the chief, the commissioner of public safety and the governor all get out and, and not just fan the flames. They, they dump barrels of gasoline on a bonfire, uh, calling the officers murderers, charging. It incited and it led to inciting all the violence that occurred. And, and then they gave up the precinct uh, in the third. And, and that didn't have to be done. That, that was by design. Um, there was their, their National Guard could have been deployed earlier. The mayor intentionally held them off. Uh, he wanted it to be a symbolic victory. Their thinking, wrong as it was, was that if they gave the rioters the third precinct, they'd just pack up and go home. And we saw it was quite the contrary. Instead, that empowered them, and they went and destroyed the south side. They went right down Lake Street from one end of the city to the next and destroyed all those businesses. And it could have been stopped under the, under the right leadership. You know, there was an article, uh, uh, Lieutenant, uh, recently in the Wall Street Journal uh, regarding the uh, union boss in uh, the city of Minneapolis or in the police department. And it was an article about you. And like other articles and statements being made, they throw around terms when, you know, the, uh, of, of alleged facts, and when they don't have those, they just give opinion statements such as you're a white supremacist and you've even been uh, called a Nazi. I mean, the Wall Street Journal didn't, but, but others have. I want to give you the chance to uh, respond to who is Lieutenant Robert Kroll. Well, my take on that is, is, is when facts and logic end in a debate that you're having with a liberal they just go right to name calling, and it, that, that's it. It's you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're a homophobe, all unsubstantiated. And I think a lot of why I get that tag is my appearance with President Trump when he was in town for the rally in October. Uh, the same tags that get put on him that are baseless, they're sharing on me. And I debate the issue, and I would ask for you know, give me one example of this and what it is. And in the, in the Nazi thing, I. I got into a thing. I I, uh, uh, I went round and round with someone uh, on that, and I said that you know I, I'm of Polish descent, and my, my you know uh, we're far about as far as from a Nazi as you could as you could get. And give me one basis for the the racist, the white supremacist, the the Nazi stuff, and no one can do it. it it's a it's a, a phrase that the left uses when their facts are no longer supported in their argument. We are talking to uh, Police Lieutenant Robert Kroll, president of the Minneapolis Police Federation. He will be uh, joining us for the remaining two segments of the Victory Hour. And we have started to scratch the surface regarding the Minneapolis Police Department. We're going to talk a little bit more about the department itself as it sits today and and what Lieutenant Kroll uh, thinks the future has to hold in the face of calls for defunding, uh, etc. And maybe talk to uh, Lieutenant Kroll about uh, his future in the Police Federation uh, or beyond. So make sure to stay with us. Again, it is the Victory Arm, Andrew Parker. And write this down with your number 2-651-289-4488. Give us a call. If we have a chance, we'll get you on. In the meantime, go to ParkerDK.com to see uh, some important information about Premier Law Firm, downtown Minneapolis, Parker Daniels Keyboard. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, 
Our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to parkerdk.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It is the Victory Hour this week with Charlie Daniels. Yes, Charlie Daniels band with Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels passing away this past week. The great Charlie Daniels. uh, Producing and singing some of the greatest country western hits that we hear all the time. Yes, only the best on the Victory Hour each Sunday. Many of you chime in just to listen to the music. This week we are joined, though, by Lieutenant Robert Kroll, President, Minneapolis Police Federation. And we've been talking about the, well, we're going to get into discussing race relations in Minneapolis between the minority communities, and the uh, police officers of the city of Minneapolis. We have been talking about the death of George Floyd, as well as the process and uh, the charges that have been filed, and about Robert Kroll himself. Talked a little bit about the claims of racist, he's a racist, you know, and people walking around thinking, uh, well, Robert Kroll, what do I know about him? Not much, not even sure what his job is, but I heard he was racist. And, you know, that, it's, it's horrific when the mob has that sort of control. Lieutenant, let me ask you, 30 years on the police department, uh, uh, and, you know, since 1996, a part of uh, the police federation in its... Uh, business management ranks on the board from 96, VP in 06, since 2015, the president of the police union. Is there systemic racism in the Minneapolis uh, Police Department, and are there bad cops on the force? To systemic racism, no. And I, and I get that from Rich Walker, who is a, a black member of my board. He's, a, he's one of the senior directors of our five directors on there. And he was asked that question. We did a lot of press things together a couple of weeks ago. And he basically said, no, listen, I'm, I'm elected on this board and I'm black. The chief is black. Um, our officers of color are well represented within the Minneapolis Police Department. So don't take it from me. Take it from him. And I'm repeating his answer. 
he'd be in a better position than me to answer that. What so, sort of so numbers do you have, uh, officers of color on the force? You know, it's unfortunate that we don't because that many years ago that used to be tracked, and we're going back 15-plus years ago, and it gave a breakdown of the entire department uh, by race and sex and then in promoted ranks. And uh, if anything, uh, officers, officers of color hold uh, ranking positions more so than than uh, white officers, and I, and it's unfortunate that you mean by percentage of population by percentage, yes, yeah. yes. It's unfortunate they stopped publishing that because we used to have something that was called the race and ethnicity report, and it showed you by rank and then by overall, you know, what what our percentages were on the department, and it was nice a nice snapshot of what's there. But for whatever reason, the administrations in Past years have eliminated that report, and it used to come out a couple times a year. Um, but no, I, I would say no to the systemic racism portion for sure. Uh, could we improve? Absolutely. Um, and and as far as dealing with the community, certainly not, because our our officers are they are supported, but it's just not by the the squeaky wheel that's always out there. The officers in the street that choose to work in high crime areas, they are appreciated by. Uh, minority members of the public, and don't let anybody fool you that they're not. Um, they're there, and 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 they're on the front lines, you know, protecting people of color. Um, so that's that's been disputed, and again, it's, it's a false narrative that they run with. Would you acknowledge, though, that you know there uh, there are some bad cops on the force, a force of uh, many many hundreds, and uh, you know. It, you're going to have in a group of that population some bad apples, and you need to root them out. As, as long as we come from the human race in any career, you're going to have bad apples. And what isn't talked about is there are officers that are fired that we never file a grievance on, and, and they shouldn't be here and they go away. But the key to that is the administration does the hiring. The city does the hiring. The city does the training. And, and we're too often. I get blamed for hiring and employing these bad cops. So that's not, that couldn't be further from my role. We don't get to get, uh, select who's put in here. And in fact, years ago also, the police federation had a board member on the hiring panels, and they've eliminated us from that process. I would much rather do good quality character control of those coming on the department um, because we're, we are, uh, we don't get to pick our team. Whoever they hire becomes a member of our federation if they choose to. So we, we're not, we don't do the hiring. We don't do the training. We take who they give us. And good police departments have uh, three times as many people in background investigations as they do their internal affairs unit. If you do the quality screening on the front end, you don't have that problem on the back end. So I've always been of the philosophy that uh, hire good quality character people, train them the way you want, and you'll have less uh, problem employees later on. Well, I've been uh, uh, positing on this very show that as it comes to police departments, particularly the city of Minneapolis, rather than defunding the police department, you need to double or triple training in the police department, and you need to increase salaries to get the best and the brightest in the police department. Now, whether or not there should be a different form of due process to move bad cops out is is another issue that needs to be analyzed. But those two, in terms of paying for good cops so that you get some solid people in there and adjusting your hiring process, as you mentioned, and number two, doubling or tripling the amount of training and adjusting the training, I don't think there's near enough training with what you have to now, deal with now today. more than ever, because now more than ever, when I came on Minneapolis in, in 89, there were over 800 applicants for a class of 35. And there was the same thing in St. Paul. I was testing for both around the same time in recent years, we'd be lucky to get 200. And in these times, that's what's scary going forward is what are police departments going to look like? Because no one wants to do it anymore. They villainized the job. And What's that going to do for your pool of applicants? And if you don't have a competitive process and a good training process and those to select from and wages and all, all the way down the list, what does that do for public safety as a whole in the end? Um, if no one wants to do this job, where does your quality control come in? We are going to be right back with Lieutenant Robert Kroll in uh, just a few minutes, and we're going to close up the show today talking to uh, the president of the Minneapolis Police Union, Robert Kroll, about, 
Well, about his role in uh, the police union, about uh, the future of the Minneapolis Police Department with this current Minneapolis City Council. Uh, And you also may hear a little clip of one-time President Ronald Reagan here today on the Victory Hour, as we like to play of of late almost every show. So uh, stay with us uh, for this very short break. Go to ParkerDK.com, and we'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. With everything that's been changing, one thing that won't change is American Pressure's commitment to you, our customers. Customer service, quality product, and family values. That's what we have to offer, and we're appreciative of any business you offer us. From disinfectants to pressure washers, we are your source. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. And we are talking this week, right now, with Lieutenant Robert Kroll, President of the Minneapolis Police Federation. And I just want to tell you, who is the mob? People who wish to take control without democratic election, without due process, to act as judge, jury, and executioner in defiance of the law. That's who the mob is. Peaceful protesters like Martin Luther King or Mahatma Gandhi? No, that's not who we are talking about. We are talking about those who want chaos, anarchy, or, in fact, those who don't care about the rule of law. Is the rule of law important? Law makes freedom work. 
Our founding fathers knew that law and freedom must be linked if both are to survive. We in the United States have been blessed to live in a land where law and freedom are found not simply in a constitution, but in our daily lives. As leaders of our government, through lives marked by public virtue and personal honor, so too will we be worthy of the precious gifts of law and freedom, that without law, there can be no freedom, only chaos and disorder. And I will tell you right now, I don't care if we have 24-7 media of the left wing that are pushing the election of Democrats and liberals consistently to change the entire culture that we have and that that has existed, to, to allow the mob, as it were, to take control and ignore the law. I don't care if we have social media out there controlling these sorts of messages and creating a narrative, a liberal narrative, with a drumbeat that does not cease. I will not stand down to speak truth and honesty, to defy those who want to do away with due process. It is not right. When there is racism, it needs to be rooted out. It needs to go through the system, and harsh penalties need to be assessed. No question about it. And you know that I support that, as I speak about anti-Semitism as well, uh, almost every week on this show. But when they come out and they, through uh, uh, their public media sources, attack people without due process— without an assessment of the facts, that's when you have to put your foot down. So I wanted to give Lieutenant Robert Kroll an opportunity to respond to some of the things being said about him, and we have done just that on this show. What do you think about defunding the police department, Lieutenant? Well, I think you're getting a good example of preview or snapshot, if you will, of what's been occurring since this. Um, Since Memorial Day... We have had around 130 people shot in Minneapolis, and we've had about 15 homicides. Um, We're on on track for where we completed the year at last year, and we're only halfway through it. Um, And defunding is – so that that gives you an example. Um, The ones that want it defunded are the Minneapolis City Council, and, and ask any one of those individuals what their plan is to go forth, and they don't have a plan. It is, it's just unfounded rhetoric that they refer to. If, if they had a plan on who's going to replace the police, what their roles are, but when you pin any of them down, they don't have any answers. Um, fortunately, there's people on the Charter Commission of Minneapolis that, that get it, and I think um, they're going to want to do a study before it, before it occurs. And, and nobody wins when you defund the police, particularly the, the troubled neighborhoods of the city. Yeah, and, you know, that, that is really the foundational point that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, Encounters and calls often go to the most difficult areas of the city, to those uh, in despair, to those impoverished, to those below the poverty line, and, and to minority communities as well. And those are the ones who are going to suffer uh, the most by this uh, well, kind of inane, really, a pr- response to uh, an incident that occurred on, on May 25th, a terrific incident, no question about it, a horrific incident. Uh, and, but it's not just this incident. It's been bubbling up for quite uh, some time, and so there does need to be uh, a response. Lieutenant, uh, as the president of the Police Federation, uh, do you continue, even in the on, with the onslaught of the narrative against you by those uh, uh, who, uh, you know, city and state leaders, uh, uh, police management, uh, uh, many in the public who are, who are not police officers but have cause, any chance that uh, you resign your position and do you still have the backing of the rank and file? I, I do, and and when this went on, I actually had got nothing but positive feedback from my membership saying you need to stay because you're the only sense of leadership. And I don't speak just for myself. I've, I've got a board of ten, and I'm out front as the the speaker, 
But more importantly, I, I represent what the membership wants, and my board of 10, most, they're with me every step of the way, and I'm just the one that gets chosen to talk, unfortunately, sometimes. But none of my decisions are made in a vacuum. No, I really I, I thank you very much, Lieutenant, for coming on the show uh, today. You've done an excellent job, and I appreciate responding to some tough questions. Lieutenant Robert Kroll, President of Minneapolis Police Federation, be with us. Duty. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Do you have 2020 vision spiritually, geopolitically? Gain clearer vision for yourself by joining Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Register today at am1280thepatriot.com.